yes, yes. No Chase Film Society, the podcast. Uh, welcoming y'all again. Hit me up on that Instagram, man. Remember that. Follow me. I am Chris Ali. That's Ali, A-L-E-E. I'm on the ground. Follow me on there. Also, No Chase Film Society is also on Instagram. NC Film Society. NC Film Society, man. Rock with us on there. Throw us your recommendations. Uh, throw us your criticism. You know, you don't like the sound of my voice. You don't like some shit Derek said. <laughs> Speaking of Derek, he's on. He's out there. What's up, Derek? What's going on, bro? Yeah, man. Uh, holler at us, man. Get with us on on this on this social media on these social media platforms and let's engage. Derek, what's good, man? Everything is everything, bro. Back again. Yes, sir. Uh, this would be episode seven, right? Ooh. Uh, I think we, so. We both we both lost count. I lost count, man. Yeah, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. You know what I mean? But by the time they see this, though, it'll we'll be there figured it out. Yeah. So <laughs> this is episode seven, as you can see, and uh, we're talking about one of my recommendations, a movie that just kind of popped in my head the uh, at at the time, nineteen uh, nineties, Joe Pesci's the the Super. And this this is this is one of my favorite type of podcasts uh, for this because I have no idea what Derek thought about this movie. We hadn't talked about it. He just saw it like two hours ago. So, you know, this is pretty much going to be like really real time type conversation, which uh, I like these because I have no we me and Derek haven't talked about this movie at all um, before we you know went live as we are talking right now. So. Uh, with that said, uh, let's get into a little compare notes conversation. Yes, sir. And, you know, catch up on what's been going on since the last time we talked and, uh, you know, caught a movie or something, man. Uh, have you watched anything lately, bro? Uh, Movie-wise, you know what's very interesting? I've been uh, catching up on some animated films. Okay. Yeah. Um wreck it ralph um and then ralph breaks the internet that was a sequel to that just uh watched those two uh recently pretty good I, and I, I can't tell you why i'm being drawn to animated films lately there's a lot that i haven't seen so i want to catch up on those um well, that's the topic to explore for a minute okay animated films all right yeah i'm with it i'm yeah. with it yeah it it, it Honestly, I start I, for some reason I started feeling weird, just continuing to watch them because I'm thinking, well, you're you know, damn, you're 30 years old. Long ass man watching <laughs> cartoons. Yeah. But... I mean, uh, unless you ain't eating cereal and wearing pajamas, bro, I'm not really worried. You're doing that shit. Yeah, I'm I'm calling somebody. I'm calling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why, but it's the, that's um that's been something that I've been paying attention to a little more lately, and the um. The um, use of of different uh, elements with lighting that they've been using that they use in those. Um, I actually went back and watched the Toy Story uh, trilogy, mm. um, probably about like a month and a half ago now, um, and they they the the attention to detail that they have in in those films Pixar. 
in general does an amazing job with detail um because even in toy story 2 uh woody has a um i think his right arm was uh torn off and uh the guy goes to fix it and you can see there's a fresh um it's a it's a, a bulge in his arm because he put i think fresh uh cotton in there so in the third film you can still see that bulge mm. and i think that new stitching right there on his on his arm so i've just been paying attention to those things uh lately um not sure what next what film i'm going to watch next is animated but those those are the ones oh and there's one um that i saw on disney plus uh, called coco it's actually about uh hispanic culture that's the oh yeah that was a pretty hit you know a pretty popular movie yeah i think that won like an academy award i think so and actually. and i see yeah. why I see mm. why that um that was uh that actually taught me about the the whole um ritual I guess uh, around Day of the Dead uh, for mm-hmm. Hispanics and man I I I have more respect for it cuz I didn't even I never even knew what it was about but that was um that film I told you, I think the last episode that you should um, get Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, get get it. That that movie. Um, I'm not sure if that's on Netflix or not, but that movie uh, is probably one of my favorite ones uh, from Disney in a while. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting Disney Plus until they put Song of the South on there. Song of the South. I want- <laughs> Song of the South is a is a racist ass movie that <laughs> Disney bankrolled, I guess back in the forties or some shit, and they trying to hide that shit. They buried it in some Disney vault, and they 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 want to hide it. There's a podcast actually, um, I think the podcast is called You Must Remember This or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Pretty good podcast, anyway. But I I heard it's like a documentary type series type podcast to talk about movie history or whatever. And they, so if you want to get more into that, you know, I can send you a link and y'all can check that out if y'all into it. But there's a movie called Song of the South and Disney pretty much, Walt Disney was alive and shit. That's how far back this goes. Like it was the <laughs> Walt Disney <laughs> who, who put like, this was like a major motion picture. He pretty much bankrolled and it was a Uncle Remus type story, which is a former slave or some shit, who was a proud slave and missed the good old days of slavery and Dixie and shit. And it was like black crows. It was like tar babies. It was, it was some racist shit, man. Some like really, <laughs> really racist shit. And I would like to see it. And what's the name I would of like it? Song of the South. I believe that's what it is. Look it up. Maybe I could be totally fucking up the name, but... uh. I'm about to look it up as well. Cause I'm looking but yeah, there, it's it's, it's a Disney it. movie, and um, they've released it over the years mm. in different different continents, different settings. I think the last time it was released is like uh, when I say released, like put in theaters or whatever. Cause there's nowhere on no DVD or no nothing like that. Okay. <laughs> but I, but over the years, um, they've had uh, screenings of it, different premieres of it and shit. But essentially. Um, within our lifetime, you and I, you, you and my lifetime, mm-hmm. Disney has disowned that movie and tried to discard it from existence. 
And um, yeah, it's it's out there though. It's out there. Let me look it. <laughs> Let me look it up. Let me look it up so I can be right uh, correct on the name. But um, I'm gonna get back to the animated conversation. Okay. Because uh, I I don't have a problem with watching uh, animated movies. I, I there's a lot of them I like. I don't really I don't watch uh, many of them though. You know mm-hmm. I don't have a problem. But I do have a four year old, uh, really a three year old, about, about to be four, and. She doesn't really watch cartoons. She does, but you know, I, I kind of catch her watching more or being drawn more to uh, like adult oriented stuff or like okay. like real live action stuff. Um, but I would like for her to you know, you know, have a childhood that involves cartoons because I had you know I, I watched a few of them growing up. I really wasn't a big cartoon kid as far as films. Mm. Uh, more so TV TV shows, cartoon TV shows, but I've seen all the basics. I think like the Lion Kings and your Snow Whites and Little Mermaids and Pocahontas. Like I've seen the the mainstream ones, but okay. I don't think too deep in them. I do want to see uh, Who Framed uh, Who Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is the live action and yeah. animated mix. Um, you know I, what? I haven't seen it either. Yeah, I've been meaning to get to that for a long time, man. I never saw it, especially since uh, I, something came up. Well, actually, uh, Eddie himself, Eddie Murphy, mm. uh, mentioned on one of these talk show runs he was on that he was uh, he was up for that movie. He was really? up for the role in that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think, and he said he took um, was it forty eight hours? I don't remember if he chose another movie over, but I just remember he said that was one of the films he regret not doing because okay. he was off that, but he passed it up. And I don't remember the actor who who ended up acting in it. He was he's a pretty, pretty well known actor, but I just don't know his name. But the uh, the actor that ended up taking it, uh, got it because essentially Eddie turned it down. So I really want to see it now because wow. he said he uh, he said he regretted not doing it. But um, yeah, we should check that but, out. But yeah, man, I'm looking up this movie. But no, I, man, uh, I found it. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Okay. So they said that Disney Plus will not be releasing it <laughs> on there. No shit. <laughs> uh, Whoopi Goldberg actually called Disney out to say that they should re-release it. Um. But yeah, song and of the south. Called song of the south. Song of the south. Yeah. What, what year did it come up? Nineteen forty-six. Oh yeah, yeah. Walt Disney was good and live and well yeah. and. Nigga hating and everything. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think he was, I think he was borderline racist, man. If not full blown, I think he definitely tinged on it because he was really behind that movie. Like he had, he invested a lot of, uh, a lot of attention in that movie. He, he was really proud of that. Hmm. So, but yeah, Disney has since disowned it. Man. They they've disowned it and. But get that on there, Disney Plus, and you got my twelve ninety nine or whatever the hell it is <laughs> on my free trial until I, at least I, I promise you that, you know. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, so what else, man? Ain't nothing else. That's it. Uh, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, I saw Wreck It Ralph. Uh, I like the first one better than the second one, but. Um... I think the last animated. Oh, this is this is something else I want to throw out there about Disney. Since we're talking about Disney, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's a uh, there's a book out there. I can't remember what it is, but all the movies I just named that I saw, right? Mm-hmm. You know, The Little Mermaids, The Lion King, 
all these movies have weird um I don't know if I want to go down this road, but I'm gonna go. Go ahead. But they have weird uh pedophilia shit tied into it or weird sexual in innuendo shit yes. tied into it. Have you ever heard that about Disney? Yeah. Um okay, Lion King. Lion King specifically. Um you remember when when uh Simba was um um talking to Mufasa in the clouds? Mm-hmm. Mm. The scene, I think it was the scene before that. When no, I'm sorry, it wasn't that scene. Uh, it was a scene where he was like, um, he was walking in, in the grass and then he he like dropped, I think, out of exhaustion. And then these um things just started floating into the air, and that's how Rafiki found him is because his scent was on that on that uh dust particle or whatever. But the, mm. the dust that went up into the air when you freeze it on a specific frame, it spells out sex. Exactly. That's yeah. just one. That, that's definitely one uh, freaky, you know, hidden shit that's <laughs> that's in these Disney movies, man. You know, they, they have a lot of uh, subliminal. Yeah, that's that's the word I'm looking for. Yes. You know, they have a lot of subliminal, sexual subliminal. Shit in there. I mean, it's really and it gets more explicit than that. Like in Little in Little Mermaid, I know there's a scene where the priest at the towards the end of the movie, uh, or whatever scene it was in the movie, because I don't remember if it was towards the end or not. But uh, the scene where uh, Ariel, I think mm-hmm. is her name in the Ari- movie, Ariel, and Ariel and mm-hmm. the prince is getting married, and they're walking down the aisle, and they're approaching the priest, and the priest gets a, a, a hard on. Really? I mean. Yeah, it's, it's like I saw it. Oh, I don't know if they scrubbed that shit since then. I don't know, but at the time, and the reason why I know I saw it is because at the time I was watching. Um, it was a it was this so this had to be maybe twelve, thirteen years ago. Uh, I was watching some kind of uh, lecture that this dude was giving. He was a he was a, a black dude, brother, who was giving this lecture. And um, he was like one of these, uh, some people would call him conspiracy theorists, I guess. But uh, he was one of these conspiracy theorists type of guys or expose type of guys. And he actually showed the clips as he was doing his lecture of the actual Disney movie. So unless this dude had the means 12 years ago to Photoshop some Disney movies, you know, <laughs> dicks, he put a, put a dick on a, 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 on a cartoon. You know, unless he had the means to do that, I saw it. I saw it. I saw the priest getting direction right there in the movie. They show it in his robe. He's wearing the robe. So if y'all got the DVD, please, you know what I mean? I am Chris Ali on Instagram. Let me know. <laughs> I'm just as curious as you. You know, I'm not going to go watch Little Mermaid no time soon to confirm a, a, a dick in there. But I know that is, I know I saw it 12 years ago in the documentary. I also saw, um, there was a scene in Aladdin mm-hmm. where um, I, I, I forget the name. Who's the guy? The guy, the main male character in Aladdin. What's his name? Um, the one who uh, the genie is singing to when he first meets him. You never have a friend oh, like me. What's Aladdin. The... Oh, he's actually named Aladdin. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess I. <laughs> I guess I didn't see that movie. As... I guess I must have missed that one. But um, yeah. anyway, that clip, there's a clip in that movie 
where I think uh, it's Princess Jasmine and he's hopping out the window or something. I remember mm -hmm. the scene, I think it's a lion and a tiger. It's a tiger mm -hmm. in the scene and they're on a balcony. But anyway, there's a voice that come out of nowhere that says, uh, hey, little kids, take off your clothes. What? Or some shit like that. Yes. Happy little kids, take off your clothes. Some, some shit like that. Some weird, freaked out pedophilia shit like that. And there's been talk, man. There's been talk. You know, since I'm going to blaze the podcast with Disney <laughs> conspiracies, <laughs> there's been talk that there's a lot of pedophiles working or have worked in high executive positions within Disney, like convicted pedophiles and shit. That's, that's, that's been said. In, See, so in this, very, is, this, yeah. is, this is my question, though. Like, what is the... So what is the purpose of putting that in in the projects like literally none of these things have any type of place in the storyline of any of these films that we're talking about well it's subliminal i mean i would assume there's a subliminal uh agenda to or an agenda to i should say uh from inject subliminal messages in children uh, to provoke certain actions, I mean, you know, I, I'm, that's a, that's a different lane to get into. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have they have reasons, you know. They have reasons, and I'm a spiritual I'm a spiritual guy. Yeah, know? yeah, me too. And um, you know, so I approach these things from a spiritual perspective, and I do believe there are demons and dark energy and uh, Satan, as some people will call him, you know. Um, that those things are very, very real. Mm -hmm. And these, the, the, the world, the, 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 the media that you and I engage in that we're talking about now, you know what I mean? It's not of uh, the most high or some people call him God. I don't use that language, God. Um, we can talk about that another day. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, the most high God, Jesus, whatever people want to call him at the, you know, this, whatever, at this point in time in life, you know, this media that we're talking about is not engaged in that has no interest in that. We kind of touched on that a little bit with Tyler Perry. You know, mm -hmm. you notice, you know, he his his brand of entertainment really ain't heavy on the Lord Jesus come to church uh, shit no more. He's got black motherfuckers getting out my goddamn house or whatever, <laughs> you know, he's on now. So that's, you know, we're talking about a world in a, in a, in a media uh, skate, landscape that's dedicated to dark energy, you know, basically. Right. And uh, influencing uh things of, of a dark nature and a wicked nature on people uh would you know have a, they have dark agendas you know yeah and i don't think disney's a christian company so you know it is what it is you know it doesn't really you know bother me that much i i know i don't know my my, my daughter doesn't watch disney she's not really into disney i think she's got a mickey a mini mouse infatuation but as far as as far as that i don't you know it doesn't, you know, it is what it is. I don't expect anything from Disney. Yeah, it's just, it's just but, weird. I mean, they made Song of the South. I mean, come on, Song of the fucking South. <laughs> Show the movie. Show them what you did, Disney. Let's see some Dis Let's see some real Disney around this bitch. I, got, I want to see the, the nigga hating Disney. Where is that at? I want to see it. I'm curious. Fuck that. I'm curious. But, uh, you know, that is what it is, man. You know, yeah, I saw it though. That's that's more of my story. I saw the shit, and there's like two or three other movies that this dude showed. I just don't want to go into all that. 
But yeah. there, uh, there were a few Disney movies this dude showed that had it subliminal, but he pointed them out, not so subliminal, sexually, you know, perverse shit in them. Yeah, well, if you ever see well, that show... Explicit, I ain't going to say perverse, explicit, whatever. You know, innuendos, the shit was in the movies. Yeah. Like I said, but there definitely was a dick in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> there, was a, there was an erection in The Little Mermaid. I saw it. And I, I'm, again, I'm not going to watch it and look for it. But if y'all have the movie, if y'all want to challenge me on that, let me know. <laughs> let me know I'm wrong. Let me know. I don't know what you saw, Chris. I don't, uh, I, I don't know if that dude, maybe he fudged it, but I know what I saw at that time, 12 years ago. Yeah. I wasn't even smoking weed like that then. So. <laughs> Know what I saw. Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, you are, are you familiar with that show, Hey Arnold, on Nickelodeon? No. Okay, there's um, the show Hey Arnold. It's got this is a story about this kid, who got this football shaped head, um, whose uh, parents actually died, and he went to go live with his grandparents. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. His grandfather, um, someone pointed out few years ago um his grandfather's head is actually a dick and balls his chin are the balls yeah and since since i ever since i saw that i was like whoa like hold on man (laughs) i i that's how they do man I, i mean i don't understand the 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 reasoning for even subliminally introducing sex to kids i i that's that's so beyond me uh like like i I don't know man that's 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 this media landscape man like it's 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 dedicated to some really weird off-brand shit i mean i can pull out a lot of shit i'm seeing uh consistently in movies and commercials and all this shit that's just you know is it is just some some other shit yeah my kids didn't really watch, uh, well, my daughter doesn't really watch, uh, you know, kid-related programming. You know, it's hard to get her to watch it. She watches kind of, like, well, not like sitcoms and stuff, stuff that we watch. Mm-hmm. You know, she's really into that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's hard to get her directed towards kid, kid-oriented kid stuff. And my son was like that. I have an older son. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like that. You know, he didn't really watch, I mean, he watched a, a little bit of it, but. He didn't really watch much kid oriented programming. You know, he, I think he was, he had a thing for uh, Hannah Montana, not Hannah Montana, but uh, That's So Raven for a minute. But then, you know, he later on told me as he got older, he liked looking at her chest. So, <laughs> on, that's one reason why he watched that show. And, uh, you know, since Raven is a grown ass woman now, I can say I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I get that. Anyway, man. Uh, what else? What, did you see anything else, man? Anything like adult related, bro? Adult related. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um. Well, actually, I um, I just I know you don't watch TV uh, shows, but I just um. Not many. Yeah, I, I just I just renewed my stars so I can finish out Power, which I. I have been watching Power though. You have. I have been following Power. Yeah. What are your thoughts on on this now? Because I, the I just 
caught up on the last episode, um, actually this morning, and that was probably the best episode that they've made in about two years. Um, well, take that back. The last one before this one was actually one Kendrick Lamar um, was on. But uh, I'm, I'm I have an issue with writing, bro. Like I don't under, I don't understand writing that these that that some of these people have been doing. Like because the first few seasons of Power, mm-hmm. the writing was beautiful. It was it was it was almost perfect. But it seems like the last two seasons they just did a nosedive. Their character development has has been trashed. The the and, and I will say this the that the realism the realism in in uh, what someone would do in this type of situation that aspect has always been kind of skewed with power, but overall they've pretty much done a good job with with different things. But it seems like they've just been lazy the last two years on that show. And I don't understand it. Well, uh, I, now this is the No Chase Film Society, D. So we don't want to get too deep into these into yeah. these TV shows, though. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I, I will say this about Power, since, since you brought it up. You know, what I mean, I, I do want to say this about Power, is that I not Power to me was, you know. I don't want to say train wreck because it's not like a it's like it's not like it's bad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like it's bad, but you know, train wreck is as in something you you really shouldn't be looking at or you you know be gawking over or something that's really not to be spectated, but you can't help but look at that right. type of thing. Um, I got a real problem with the images of power. I kind of always have had a problem with some of the images of power, particularly the image of ghosts. Um, you know, a black man and who is successful, but he's only successful and rich and wealthy and powerful, you know, by means of being a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's a story. And like you said, you know, it's, it's in, in the beginning of uh, seasons of it, there was some very good stories. And the writing has digressed. You know, I would agree with you on that. I'm I'm really thinking it's, it's borderline absurd. A lot of the, the the plot lines. I mean, in fact, you know, I don't want to get too deep into power on here either. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I've seen it. I follow it. You know, I'm ready. Only reason why I'm following now is I'm, I'm ready for it to get over. You and mean, I just want to see. Too. I just want to see. You know what what they're gonna do with this who shot ghost thing, which I think is a real uh, kind of lame play. Yeah. Uh, when the who shot, you know, because everybody know that that's into the legendary uh, plot device of Dallas from, what, 50, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, 50 years ago or whatever. So they're rehashing some old 80s TV show shit. Uh, I don't know, you know. I, I, I didn't, I don't take power very seriously. Yeah, I don't either. Killjoy to the, to, the, to the TV people out there, but, you know, we're here to talk about movies anyway, man. So, well... Uh, what uh the last the last besides that any last movie that you saw? Ooh, I actually watched that uh Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix. If you okay. check that out, I need to catch that. Yeah, I watched that, and uh you know of course Bad Boys uh, for Life. Um, 
Which I need to catch that. I'm behind. Man. That was good. Okay. That was okay. good. That was much better than what I thought I was going to see. I, I oh. honestly did not know what to expect with that movie, but that was significantly better than what I, I'm, what I thought. I'm hearing, I'm hearing good things about it. I need to hurry up to see it because I'm hearing too much about it. Yeah, and yeah. Eventually I'm going to know more than what I want to know. So, yeah, that they made, that's definitely going to be next Yeah. Uh, on my list to catch. And the, uh, the Aaron Hernandez uh, documentary, which is on Netflix, right? Yes. Yeah, um, my lady, and uh, she saw it. She said she, it's like three parts. She said she watched it in yeah. three parts. Yeah, three episodes like, of it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's easy. so you enjoyed that. Yeah, honestly, it's... Um... Did you know more? Because, I mean, I, follow, I followed that story. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I followed that story, you know, as it was happening. Like, I watched it unfold. So uh, was somebody who, you know, lived that and watched that, you know, situation as it played out, would they get anything new out of it? Uh, I think so, because I, I followed it too. Um, being a sports fan, uh, mm. that was that was definitely something that I, I wanted to check out, um, you know, what was going on with him. Mm-hmm. There were things that I didn't, I, I, I didn't know um, background-wise that I think explains a little more as to what contributed to his downfall. Okay. Yeah, I, I think you. I think if you if you uh, if you if you understand if you know uh, the story of Aaron Hernandez, you go mm-hmm. back and watch this. It'll it'll fill in some holes for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's on the list. Yeah, that was good. So uh, so you got me watching Wreck It Ralph one and two. <laughs> the Aaron Hernandez uh, and. Uh, I think, yeah, I, th- I guess that's it. All right. Um, yeah, the last time I was in Netflix, man, the last time I visited the app was for uh, the fall of Grace, fall from Grace, bullshit, whatever that. Man. Um, we talked about already, so, you know, I don't know if anybody heard our bonus episode that we did on uh, our, our review of, of Tyler Perry's A Fall from Grace. But yeah, that's the last unfortunate and fortunate movie I saw. <laughs> that was the that was the uh, probably the the best worst movie horror of horrible movie I ever seen. You know, but uh, yeah, that was my last movie, and y'all could get the review on that and the details on that um, with that bonus episode that's probably up by now. Yeah, but yeah, um, so okay, cool. Yeah, so y'all can check that out. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I don't think I've really seen. Let me see. Let me pull up my my letterbox. Uh, the Joker, which uh, we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a movie I caught, though, uh, which I want to recommend. I don't know if we'll be talking about it no time soon um, on here. But uh, What About Bob? Have you ever saw that? No. Yeah, what about Bob? Is Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfuss? That also came out in like '91, and that movie's fucking hilarious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies, man. You know, it's not like one of my top of all time. I ain't gonna go that deep with it, mm-hmm. but it's just a movie that if it's on, uh, I'm gonna watch it. You know, you know, or if I just don't have you know nothing to do with, I'm around the house and somebody say, "Hey, I never seen this," you know. 
then I, I'm, I don't have a problem watching it. One of those type of movies, you know, it's uh, pretty funny. It's about uh, uh, Bill Murray is this psychotic, he's a neurotic, he's just a real fucked up, you know, mentally, mental head case motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And uh, Richard Dreyfuss is this pompous asshole, uh, not psychiatrist, I think he's more of a analyst, psychologist, psych- psychologist type of type of person, not a psychiatrist necessarily. Okay. But he has a practice, basically. He's a head doctor. And uh, he's got a practice, and he's referred to, uh, and you've never seen it, so, man, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I don't want to spoil it too much for you, but that's the plot line. You know, go check it out. Okay. And to y'all, you know, you know, out there, you know, y'all check that out it's, it's, if y'all haven't. Because uh, I don't like to spoil movies that ain't necessarily talked about yeah. on, the, on the podcast. But, yeah, what about Bob? Uh, that's, that, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good movie, so I caught that um, at some point, maybe since we've talked last okay. and recorded last. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, what else, man? Let me see. As as far as the movie world, you know, the Oscars still fucked over black men. I'm still shitty about that. <laughs> Nobody cares though. Nobody's talking about that. Yeah. Haven't heard no type of outcry. No type of specific. No type of specific conversation centered around black men and the <laughs> bullshit we got to eat on a day-to-day basis. You know, I was just uh, watching, since we're talking, you know, this is, the you know, part of what we do is we, we have discussions based on films and shit uh, or film-related shit. And since we're talking about black men getting shut out at the Oscars, you know, it just goes into another conversation. Mm-hmm. You know about, um, you know how would I say it? The, I guess the neglect of black uh, black male interests mm. uh, in issues. You know the black male, you know concerns, the lack of attention. You know the specific, you know, uh, levels of bullshit that black men deal with every day. You know I mean that. Society really gives no attention to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has their their moment. It seems like when they get that platform where people listen to their issues, listen to what the fuck is wrong with them, listen to the fucked up shit people have done to them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all the bullshit they got to take. You know, the hump, the gays, mm-hmm. you know, women in specific. You know, you can you can break the women issues down into Latino women, mm-hmm. black women. The white women, you know, Asian women, you know, women in general, um, everybody has their moment mm-hmm. to express. Then you got, uh, you know, of course, black people in general, you know, we we get our moment every now and then. It ain't, it ain't often, you know, unless we got to get murdered and shit. And normally it's a black man yeah. that takes that damn meat, that fall for, you yeah. know, and gets the attention and get the crowd or the, not the crowd, but the collective, the country or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, talking about our issues. You know, normally it's because we didn't took a bullet in the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, what about the shit we were going through before he, we took the bullet in the ass? Yeah. You know, we couldn't get a conversation about before then. So it seems like everybody gets their conversation. Everybody gets their their moment to mm-hmm. to be acknowledged for the shit they've gone through, you know. But black men specifically really don't get that. And, um... The Oscars, 
you know, as I was going around this circle to come back to this point, mm-hmm. the Oscars totally shutting out black men, um, black male directors, uh, black male actors, black male, every goddamn thing, pretty much. I mean, Cynthia Erivo was representing black men, I guess, in, in, in the Oscars and as mm-hmm. far as acknowledgement for the craft. And yeah, that, that, that bothers me, man. That bothers me. Not, well, it, it, it irritates me. I'll put it like that. I guess you yeah. can say it bothers me, irritates me, whatever. You know, it doesn't affect my life. I'm not missing work and meals and shit over it. But, you know, as a black man, as a, you know, a black man who, you know, likes movies and likes to discuss movies and all that type of shit, mm-hmm. that, that, that agitates me. So I got that off my chest. Yeah, no, I I feel you. So you 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 want to see more issues that we deal with as black men in cinema? Oh, uh, not well. It, well, yeah, that's that that'll be nice to see him in cinema. Um, because that's another issue. I, I'm glad you brought that up. That's another issue I have. It seems like what's all this jail shit that that that's showing in reference to black men. It seems like you know. Okay, yeah, we're getting some some, you know, some attention, you know, as far as our stories are being told. Okay, yeah, but, you know, you got this shit Jamie Foxx is in. I don't know if he's a slave, he's in jail. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck, I, the previews, you know, he's a farmer. What is he? What? Ha- I don't know what, what that's about. But, you know, he's crying in a courtroom. He's in jail, like I said. You got a lawyer fighting for, to keep a, a nigga out of jail. Then you got this TV show that 50 Cent's behind where, you know, it's another nigga in jail. Fighting to get out of jail, like I'm, I'm getting slave fatigue, and I'm about close to getting jail fatigue. Yeah, no, you know, I, agree black I agree with like, that. I agree with that. It's, I got, you know, it's just, and then you don't know, be get totally shut out. Period. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, yeah, man. And no, not I to mention, not to mention, you know, because you you ask, is it is it an issue of? Me seeing black male stories in cinema, so, so yeah, I can say that. I definitely would say yeah, that's there's there's a there's an imbalance to the images that are getting, uh, you know, front center attention, you know, prime attention. Mm-hmm. I do have a problem with the black male images that are getting that kind of attention. However, um, I can also say that I have a problem with the images that are that are being shown. Uh, just in general, you know, in the news, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in the news reports or whatever I mean, you know, there's 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 very little attention being shown towards the good and the greatness. I'll even go so far as to say the greatness of black men just in general media. Right. You know, the the. I mean, I, I'll give you some prime examples, you know, if I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, Joe Jackson, you know, is a demonized character. Black yeah. man, you yeah. know, but he's demonized as hell. But this black man raised an entire fucking family, not just one or two motherfuckers. He yeah. raised a whole goddamn family to be pretty much top-notch, prime, legendary icon, icons, iconic entertainers. Mm-hmm. The name Jackson is synonymous with entertainment, music. Yes. That didn't happen by happenstance. A black father did that. You know, and I can go on and on. Serena Williams' father, you know, a fucking obscurity. Mm-hmm. Gets no real serious acknowledgement. 
Uh, Matthew Knowles. Say what you want about Matthew Knowles, okay? There's, there's a criticism that could be directed at Matthew Knowles, Beyonce's father. But at the end of the day, he is a black man that quit his job and invested his life into seeing that his daughter had an opportunity to be the most massive entertainer in the fucking world. There's a black man that has to get some credit for that. Yeah. And, like, these things don't happen, in my judgment. You know, maybe I'm, you know, I ain't maybe my ass, man. I know what I see, and I believe what I believe. But um, <laughs> it, it, it is what it is, you know, in, in my, you know, it show me different. That's all I'm saying. Show me different. Yeah. But black men get a hell of a black athletes as far as fathers, you know. Um, you don't really see the black father along with his black athlete son too much unless it's LeVar Ball. He gets pretty much ridiculed. He gets trashed. You know, not to say that he, he hasn't earned some a little mockery, but sometimes that dude get, gets ridiculed yes. and gets almost disrespected. Unnecessarily. Simply because he believes in his sons. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, man, that's, that's my gripe. That's my sermon. Like I said, this is, you know, the film-inspired discussion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's what come with this. Yeah. With this. No, I, I agree with you on that, man. That's um, And actually, speaking of Serena, uh, Serena yeah. Williams, what are your thoughts on Will Smith portraying their, her dad? Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good one to bring up. I, I'm curious about that. You know, I, I definitely respect Will as an actor, so... I'm not going to question uh, if he can pull that off mm-hmm. and he, it doesn't involve him using the African accent. So he can't botch that like he did. <laughs> and, uh, that, 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 uh, what's that concussion movie? Yeah. Whatever. So, you know, I, I got, I got confidence. Will as an actor, man. I'm not going to diss Will as an actor. Will is, is a credible actor. He's d- dedicated to the craft. He's skilled. Uh, he's invested something in that. I like Will for that. Now, I think he's he may be I think he got some money in that. I, I could th- be wrong. I think so. Uh, see, he don't do much he doesn't produce, you know. Yeah, yeah. See, my my thing with it I I love Will Smith, but I don't think he's a perfect person to play that role. I think part of Venus and Serena's uh story was not only, you know, where they're from, but that they're black women like mm-hmm. dark black women and will being casted for that role their dad is not light skin you know who i would okay, actually like so you're going you're going to do that shit you going there i am okay. i'm going there cuz okay and, yeah but not only because of that he's not young enough to play that role I mean, come on, Derek. I, I mean, listen, it's acting. I get it. You know, I get it. I, but I like being as close to real as possible. When you're talking about a you, portrayal. Will has earned the right to play. He has. I don't even know the brother's name. I feel bad. What's his name? Serena's dad. We don't, <laughs> we don't know his name. But we, man, the man has earned the right to play a black father who coached his daughters into tennis greatness. Richard Will Williams. Will has earned Richard Williams, okay, brother, Mr. Richard Williams, he's earned the right to play Richard Williams. If he if he if he did Muhammad, if you can say he did Muhammad Ali, he did. You know, a lot of people had an issue with that. I think it was competent. He was I a thought competent it was pretty, Ali. I thought it was pretty it good. It wasn't. It wasn't great. Yeah. You know, but he's he was award nominated. He was Academy Award nominated for that. Yeah. So, you know, he can he he has he has the he has the the uh, pedigree, <laughs> as they, as they would say, <laughs> to to play uh. 
to play a Richard Williams. I would he, disagree with you on that. As does. far as that skin color shit you're talking about, man, uh, I don't. That don't bother me, man. Like that doesn't bother me. I know people made an issue out of it uh, with, in, in at times, particularly one that stands out is what's the uh, the young lady's name, uh, Zoe Saldana, mm-hmm. um, who played Nita Simone, and yeah. they pretty much gave her blackface <laughs> <laughs> for that. Um, I, I don't. I got an issue with that. That's extreme. Okay, I think there's there's. It's like painting, bro. I mean, it's an art form. It you is. Know, there's an art form. So, you know, it's, it depends on the painter, which is the director, and, you know, the actors, the paint. You know, it depends on how it's used. In that case, with Zosel, I don't need it so long. It was used horribly. It was, it was, it was, it was abysmal failure. But, you know, Will Smith is not drastically, yeah, okay, he's a little darker than the dude. But the dude wore a beard, which is dark. Yes. You know, so. <laughs> His hair is dark. I mean, damn, man. You know, I ain't tripping over that. I wouldn't trip over. It's Will Smith. Do we you? took a, they, they, they were showing all the they were showing all the Doctor King characters, right? Yeah. Uh, on, on some show I was watching, we had, had uh, King Day, right? Yeah. yeah. And they were showing all the Doctor King, uh, all the actors who played Doctor King on screen or on in TV in some capacity, and they showed <laughs> they showed that light skin as. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's the dude's name? My Peoples uh, from Shaft. Yeah. He uh, played Jeffrey Daniels. Yes, yes. What's his name? Jeffrey Daniels? I think so. I think so. I hope so, man, because I just, bought, I just ho- hollered it out like I was confident. <laughs> but uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, I think his name is. The original Shaft. No, man, not the original Shaft. The Sam Jackson Shaft. He was my, he was, uh, my Peoples, the dude Peoples. And uh, Jeffrey Wright, I'm pretty sure it's Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright. That's his name. Okay. Jeffrey Wright is is bright as hell, light bulb bright, you know. But he <laughs> played Dr. King in in a movie, and uh, you know, I, I saw it. I, it didn't, you know, it didn't sell me. It, you know, it didn't sell me. But I, I don't know, man. It depends. It depends. See, it's worth a shot, man. It you know, is. It, but do you, I have a different idea for casting though. Not I don't just have it just just you know okay, who, will. Who, who would you rather see it in in that role of Will Smith? Sterling K. Brown. Okay, but he didn't produce the movie. It, I mean, I know. If Will produced the movie, then he you know he's going to be in it. Shit, I, he know. I know. I know. I don't knock that. I don't either. I don't know, but I mean, but Sterling K. Yeah, okay. But Will Smith is a is is this is this is Will Smith, man. I know. I love Will Smith, but I feel as if Sterling looks like he's the right age for that part, more so than Will. Well, I think that Will is is talented enough to capture the spirit. Of Richard Williams, um, and pull it off. No, yeah. I do too. I do I'm too. I'm confident. I'm looking forward to that. I'm glad you put that on my radar. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I I think he can pull it off too. I don't I don't doubt his ability. I I just yeah, man. I don't I don't like. I just the hate want. 
I don't have I don't have no issue with Will Smith. I want Sterling on that on in that role. I do. Yeah, but you have to but you have to look at it like this. Is it is it in the hands of a competent actor? Even though we I mean yes. I would want Denzel Washington for it. Shit, but he's too you know, old. It, it, no, Denzel could play her pop. No. Yeah, maybe her today. Her pop is old. Yeah, today. If but I'm, <laughs> I think if I think they're going to go back to when the girls were training. Oh, okay. All right. That and that, that's well, what I'm, I'm saying. saying. That 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 would age-wise that would play more into Sterling's uh, 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 age, uh, age. Will Smith, come on, man. You can have age you, Will. Have you, you seen Gemini Man? And even if you darken him up a little bit, Will Smith is not that light. It, you could probably even darken him up a little bit, and 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 it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, Will Smith is not like Jeffrey Wright, Dr. King type of light skin. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Jeffrey Wright is like Little Richard. Uh, yeah, it's he like is. Little, uh, not Little Richard. Uh, Little Richard. Uh, what's the dude's name? Little Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Yeah. Like that's like Lionel Richie playing Doctor King. Come on, man. That's, that's a pretty light dude. Doctor King. Was, you I, know. I know. But as far as uh as as, as Will and and Richard, it's not that. I don't think it's just like whoa. This is like really a. <laughs> Just like, come on, man! It's not like a foreign character. I I get it, I get it. We had an African play Dr. King. We can get, we can let, uh, <laughs> we can, we can let Will Smith play Richard Williams. He's from Compton. Will is from West Philly. Come on, man! There's there's some kindred there. It's more Kendrick than an African Dr. King. You know? Yeah, I went there. I, I went. <laughs> you know. But anyway. Uh, oh God! Uh, so yeah, we, we got we got that coming up. To the, <laughs> it's a surreal story. Yeah, and I think we could probably move on to the uh, to the main film, man. We are yeah. in. What you think? I think we can move on to the feature f- presentation, most definitely. Yeah. Presentation for this episode, uh, episode seven or whatever you see on your uh, timeline, because we don't really know at this moment, but. Uh, <laughs> Feature presentation, The Super, 1991, right, dude? Yeah, yeah. 1991, The Super, starring Joe Pesci. We're going to drop this trailer for y'all. Be right back. In Goodfellas, he was a vicious thug. In Home Alone, he was a ruthless thief. In Lethal Weapon 2, he was a slimy embezzler. That was just a warm-up. In, out, in, out! See, that's how the door broke. You're supposed to go in and stay in. You want your electricity fixed? Move. He provides affordable housing for the underprivileged. Joe Pesci, he doesn't want your love. Get out of my way! Just the rent. Give me the rent! Give me the rent! Just give me the rent in my hand. Fry it, yeah. I'm Naomi Bensinger. You like this car, Naomi? This is my car. I'm counsel for the housing authority. Get off the car. Off the car. You know how many convictions they get? Nada. Zip. Zero. Order! I find Louis Kripsky Jr. guilty of the charges brought before this case. I'm sentencing you to house arrest in one of the apartments of your own building, serving as the building superintendent. The super. Looks like your automobile lost a little weight. <laughs> 
now he's getting a taste of his own tenement. I want to see something more than the band-aids you are currently applying to this open sore. I know how to play basketball, okay? How come they call you Milkman? Because I killed the Milkman. Ah, I ain't scared in this neighborhood, because I walk it like I'm talking, kid. Academy Award winner Joe Pesci is the super. Once you were a baby, and your mother loved you. My mother still loves me. Well, she's wrong. I resent that. I, I... That was 1991's The Super, starring Joe Pesci, one of my favorite actors, I gotta say. Uh, Derek, this is his first time seeing it. Yep. He texted me and, and specifically said he wanted to talk to me about some shit, about some shit with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I'm all ears, man. So, what, what's up? Well, I, I'll talk about it. Uh, you, you Go ahead and do your rundown. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we do. Okay. Well, um, this one is about a uh, middle-aged, rich, uh, pampered, spoiled kid. Well, uh, who's a grown man who is given an apartment building. His father is this pretty much this big slumlord, or is a slumlord. I don't know how big he is, but he's a pretty uh, wealthy slumlord. Who owns uh, these rundown, I guess you can call them tenement buildings, um, in New York? And he has a son that he leaves uh, or gives one of these buildings to to run. He he he, turn, he has a birthday, and he gives his building a birthday. This is white privilege, you know, all through this motherfucker. <laughs> it is. You know, he was gifted uh, an apartment building, but it's a piece of shit. It's a rundown piece of shit apartment building, and for some reason. <laughs> Um, his father is adamant that whatever the fuck he do, he does not fix or repair or do anything to this rundown building under no circumstances. This racist bastard even goes so far to say if he fixes, repairs, or does anything for this building, that he will take him out of the will. He will take his son out of the will. So this is the type of man we're dealing with uh, in this movie. And this is... Joe Pesci's character's father, uh, Joe Pesci's character is uh, Kaminsky. Uh, I think his name is uh, Stan. I guess I should pull up my IMDb. I'm slipping right now. There you go. But, um, yeah, he is uh, Kaminsky or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, Joe Pesci gets this uh, building, but he's also approached um, by the city of New York. You know what I mean? for all these violations, and he's dragged into court. And as a result of him being dragged into court, um, even though his father convinces him, hey, man, I've been doing this shit to niggas for years. They're going to take you to court uh, and throw this shit out. It's nothing. It's bullshit. You have nothing to worry about. So uh, Stanley, I think his name is, D? Yeah. Uh... I guess I should know this. This is a movie I like so much. But uh, let me pull it up first. But anyway, um, he goes to court, and Kamitsky, uh, Joe Pesci's character, uh, is found guilty, actually. And he's sentenced, but he's not sentenced to jail. He's sentenced to uh, spend, I think, like 135 days or some shit um, in his own apartment building, his own ran down 
tenement, uh, rat-infested, piece-of-shit apartment building. He's uh, convicted and ordered by a court to live there uh, until all of the violations and repairs are done to the the building. And as a result, he has contact for the first time with uh, the... uh, the black and Hispanic people that him and his father have his, yeah, traditionally, by great effort, uh, ignored and tortured and treated like shit. Well, not necessarily tortured, but uh, I would rather say abandoned and pretty much uh, grossly underserved. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, the super. It stars Joe Pesci, like I've said. It came out in 91. Um, I saw this movie in 91 uh, as, a, as a kid. And uh, I just, I don't know, I, I just liked it. I liked this movie when I saw it as a kid. It stuck with me. I found it very entertaining. I haven't, I probably haven't seen this damn movie since I was a kid when I watched <laughs> it for this podcast, honestly. But I remember, I remember very specifically seeing this movie. I remember seeing the trailer. I remember this movie being advertised. And, uh, you know, I was just one of those kids where, um, where I loved the movie, you know what I'm saying? And I went and saw this movie, and I liked it. You know, I just remember liking this movie. And I wanted to watch it again, <clears throat> excuse me, as a grown man, <laughs> and see if, you know, if it, if it held up and, and how it aged. Um, it aged okay, in my judgment. It didn't age great, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, uh, it, it aged okay. It's not... It's not too much in here that needs to be pretty much translated or interpreted to a millennial mm-hmm. or somebody the 25. And my son watched it actually. Me and my son watched it when I, I watched it twice. Oh really? Um, watched it by myself. Just caught it on my own. And I thought about it. And you know, my son is is a, is a movie head. So uh, he came over and I turned it on for him. And like you said, I think we texted about we we did text a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you told me it was it was short, which it is. It's a pretty short movie. You know, yeah. it's a quick yeah. movie. Yeah. It's not. It's not really, um, you know, pretty exhaustive to watch. But, um, yeah, me and him caught it, you know, and, and he liked it. He followed it pretty good. As a matter of fact, he saw the, he saw the message, you know, the, the messages in it or the, the, the uh, as we like to say, you know, him and I talk, the science in it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he saw the shit. He saw the intention. He saw what was intended to be communicated and the way it was communicated. He picked up on all the... The bullshit, you know what I mean? I mean, it was it was it was a good movie though. Overall, it was entertaining, and uh, you know, again, we'll go through more of the plot as you and I discuss it. Yeah, yeah, this was um, so, it was good. I liked Louis, it. Louis Louis Krisky. Yeah, yeah, I I can see so you, how you, you say, liked it. Yeah, I can see how you say this is one of Joe Pesci's underrated films. Um, yeah, yeah. It was really good and and great performance by him. Um, There is something that, uh, and this is not really following a timeline with this part of the discussion, but Mm -hmm. there's something that that I've um, been noticing a lot lately watching older films and paying attention to how people have been apologizing for specific things that were said about specific groups, whether you're mm-hmm. talking about stand-up, like Eddie Murphy, or you're talking about uh, Kevin Hart, his whole thing. Um, his dad yelled at 
Tito, the young kid in this movie, and called him Buckwheat. Mm-hmm. And Joe Pesci, talking to Tito, also you know told him, "Hey, why don't you go outside and play basketball or break dance or something?" Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm very very interested in. Uh, I mean, we know why, but. I'm very interested in discussing the idea of how we have entertainers from today apologizing for specific things that they said in previous work, mm-hmm. but stuff like that you don't hear brought up. So the stereotypical right. uh, uh, comments or or, or racist. Um, commentary that might be in in some of these films as well that were in the 90s or even earlier than that i'm very interested in in understanding why that has not been brought up but you know gay jokes and stuff like that that's what's Mm -hmm. that's what's apologized for Mm -hmm. but not the uh the racially charged yeah stuff you mean yeah or insensitive stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because I, I I've been I've been noticing that a lot lately. Um, I even watched a movie with Rihanna a couple of days ago uh, called uh, "Not My Daughter." Mm-hmm. Uh, not without my daughter. I'm sorry. With um, <clears throat> Alfred Molina and um, <clears throat> God, what's that lady's name? Uh, Susan Sarandon. You mean about the? Oh, okay. I think okay. that's I think that's who that was in that movie. I'm I'm probably no. really wrong with that, um, but I'll find out. Uh, but there was a lot of it was about being trapped in Iran, and there was a lot of stuff brought up with extremism and 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 um, um, being scared mm-hmm. of 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 Iranians and. Uh, I found that very interesting, you know, and I'm sorry, it was it was Sally Field, um, mm. but I'm very interested in, in understanding how things like that just aren't brought up in discussions with with previous work, but we're we're only focused on specific things that uh, that insult specific people. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I follow you. I mean, that kind of uh, piggybacks off of what. I was talking about earlier. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was some racially charged shit in there, man. Yeah. You know, it, it, and uh, it was meant to be comedy. So I guess, you know, people can, can determine, you know, take that how they want to take it, you know, as far as the, the, the comedic value in it and the effect of it. But yeah, there was the scenes you're talking about, uh, particularly the scene where um, Krisky Stanley was giving out heaters. Because yeah. the building was cold, yeah, and uh, people were pretty much freezing in the building, and he was giving out heaters. Bear in mind, you know, if you pay attention to what's going on with this movie, a lot of the generosity and part of the uh, one of the, the scenes that I'm talking about particularly, where he's giving out the heaters, um, he's giving them out to the whole community, and you know, it's, it's an expression of his generosity. But the part of the reason why he is is in that place of generosity is because it's almost like he's forced into it or right. there's some type of uh, 
scenario that kind of uh, twists his arm. Man, he's in. He's only reason why he's in the damn bill is because he was sentenced by a judge. Right. Stay out of jail. You know, he keeps him out of jail, so he wouldn't have any fucking contact. You know, we got to bear that in mind with mm-hmm. this guy, this particular character, that he wouldn't have any contact with these people um, if he was not sentenced to, to be there by the order of the court. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the whole, everything he does at this point is almost in, in that same vein where he's being forced to, you know. So I think, you know, from my recall of the movie, he is forced to give the heater out after the little black boy, you know what I mean? And his character, uh, he, he was a pretty uh, a pretty well-known actor, you know, at one point. When I say well-known, I mean, he, he was pretty much uh, on a sitcom yeah. with Robert Townsend, The Parenthood. Yeah. I forget his name. You know, we got to uh, pull his name up. Uh, Ken, my, uh, no, 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 no. What's his name? I want to call the guy's name, man. Yeah, Ken Michael. Ken, I thought it was Kenny Blank. Well, as uh, oh Kenny Blank. Well, yeah, it's Ken Michael Tito as Kenny Blank. So I guess he changed his name or some shit. So we have to research who this guy is. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, Kenny Blank, Kenny and Michael, the dude who played Tito in the movie, <laughs> uh, and it's funny about his whole name Tito because you know it's. Uh, well, I'll get to that in a second, you know, as far as something I find interesting about the movie. But uh, anyway, his character is the character. The only reason why he is 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 in a place to give out these heaters is because he's shamed when Tito, the little black boy, who for some reason likes to spy on his ass and look through his window. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was very uh, weird. Yeah, it was, that was kind of some, some creep show shit. But yeah, the little black kid had a thing for spying on this white dude who lived in the neighborhood. So he would just prop up on his patio and look through his window, watch him sleep, and all that kind of shit. And at one point in time, he uh, hops on his patio, looks through his window, and sees him warming his ass with a uh, with a space heater that he's snuck into the into the uh, into his apartment for some reason because he was ordered by the court uh, not to have any amenities or bring anything that he would not do for the entire building. That was part of the condition that any repairs that will be done and any amenities and shit that he would have, uh, he could not do unless he was going to provide that for the inter- for all the residents mm-hmm. by order of the judge. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it takes for this motherfucker to have any type of generosity towards uh, these black and Latino people that he's leasing or renting these, these, uh, these slums to. So he, anyway, he's shamed into giving the heaters out. That's my point in that and in, in, in going with that. He's shamed into that. So that tells you something about uh, the nature and the, what, what the, the manner of man we're dealing with right here. And when you look at his father, uh, this is all going into the scene that you were just talking about. When you look at his father, who comes on the scene, he whips his Cadillac uh, onto, onto, the, uh, onto the scene. He pulls up to the, to the apartment building and sees that he's giving out heaters. He's you know giving out these heaters to everybody in the community. And he raises hell with him. He cusses him out. Uh, he he pretty much scolds him and all this type of shit because he's being generous. And he's giving out heaters to these black people, these black and Latino people. And uh, the father, uh, Stanley's father, goes so far as to snatch uh, one of the heaters from Tito. He's, 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 he tries to take one of the heaters from this kid. That's what kind of maggot, monster, racist bastard 
He is. He's the middle of winter, dead winter, and this motherfucker is taking heaters. <laughs> the hatred that that this movie showed, bro. Like this is a comedy though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this movie is a comedy, but this movie really displayed the real hatred white people can have. <laughs> yeah. For for black people and and brown people. Mm-hmm. This man is taking a heater from a child on a cold sidewalk in a building with no heat. And uh, and like you said, within this time, he calls him buckwheat. And I like, but I like, I like what the writer did with this because that little motherfucker Snapped. blasted his ass right back. And said, who you calling buckwheat, you fat fuck? You know? And to me, that was poetry for this fucking movie. It was. You know, I, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. So uh, I'll take that. I'll take a, a black kid getting robbed of a heater by a rich white man and getting called buckwheat. If he gets to call him a fat fuck, I'll take that. You know, uh, I would rather he beat his head in with it. But, you know, that's too revolutionary for me. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. Hollywood, well, not for me, but for, for a movie like this. But anyway, but that's the ugliness that you see in this movie. That's just some of it. Shit. That's, that's just some <laughs> of it. Uh, but yeah, uh, but to go back to what you're saying, that that's that's a very interesting scene, and that is a real display of some real nasty racism. Now the Tito one, uh, to go play basketball and all that type of shit with, <laughs> with uh, with uh, Louis. I keep calling him Stanley. His name is Louis. Yeah, Lu- Louis Krisky. Right. So that that shit with Louis uh, and the black kid. Um, that shit was funny, man. I'm sorry, it was funny, <laughs> and. <laughs> But it was racist as hell, you know. But he, he, but these were, you, know, you understand why? Look at where his daddy is. Mm-hmm. His daddy told him, if you fix anything for these niggas uh, and give them anything, any kind of improvements, I'm taking you out of my will. That's hatred, right? Yeah. So yes, I can understand him, you know, having that that racial stereotype. That was mild compared to what he came from. Mm-hmm. But you know, him being the son. Um, and him actually living in that condition penetrated his heart to a little bit of generosity. So the little, the little black boy, you know, ignited some generosity in the rich racist white man. That's 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 what we got. Right. You no. Know? And Joe Pesci played it off. Um, he played it. I, I liked it. Like you said, he, he, I mean, it was it was a very competently played role. You know, I don't know what relationship he has to that shit, but. You know, he, he he sold it, man. He sold it. Um, but the Tito thing, it's funny because I didn't know his name was Tito, right? Mm-hmm. He called him Tito in the movie when he went, because Tito carried groceries. That's what mm-hmm. he did. He, he carried groceries at the local market where um, uh, Louis went, Joe, Joe Pesci's character Louis went to the market. Now, he's, you know, he's allowed to go to the store as a judge, the black judge. So, you know, I guess we can, you know, we can feel okay about that. You know, a black woman put him through this shit. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so he, he, the black judge tells him, you know, you can only leave, you can't leave for nothing but exercise and essentials. Other than that, your ass had to stay in this apartment, right? That's, that's He's sentenced. It's a jail. That's what they're telling you that essentially what the, the condition these people live in. Right. You know, that you would be even viewed to, to you, it's a punishment. Mm-hmm. To them, it's life. Right. You know, the message in that is 
is is another conversation. But he's sentenced to this jail, you know, this imprisoned environment, um, and only allowed to go get essentials at the shitty ass corner store, which has hard ass bread and uh, and rock gut liquor to 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 buy, which is what he buys to try to have sex with his girlfriend, you know, in this shithole apartment. His 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 you know gold digging blonde. Uh, lame brain girlfriend. He wants to screw her in the <laughs> shithole. So he goes to get get her bread and you know, crack pipe wine. That's what he buys for her. I think peanut and, butter uh, too. Oh, and some peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, some old ass butter. And as he after he gets this shit, he leaves the store. Tito is out there because that's how he makes his you know his, his his little money. He carries the groceries, um, for people you know leaving the store. And he catches it. And that's when he calls him Tito. He said, as a matter of fact. That was the he, first time he, he said it. Yeah. But see, the thing is with that, the way he said his name was as if he was calling him like Tito, as in Tito Jackson type shit. Because I, I really thought oh. he, was, he was making a, 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 a racial a slur out of Tito Jackson. Tito Jackson's name with this kid. I thought it then when I watched this movie at 10 fucking years old and I still thought the shit right now <laughs> at 38, I still felt that shit. Even though I hadn't seen, you know, I've seen this movie. I didn't, you know, I didn't really remember the movie, but the way he said, Hey, what do you want Tito? Or where, you, or, or where are you going? I, I don't remember the line verbatim, but he said, you know, he was like, you know, and what do you want? Where, where are you going Tito? And he said it like like he it was a slur. And it come to find out this kid's name is fucking Tito. Is it? His name is Tito. Yeah, I just read the nigga. The, the, not nigga, excuse me. But the name, <laughs> I just read the man's name, Tito. Is that's the character's name? His name was Tito. Kenny Blanks. Ask Kenny Blanks. Kenny Michael is his real name in blue highlight next to his picture on IMDb. In parentheses next to his character name Tito. It's Kenny Blanks. I don't know what this dude's name is as a character <laughs> or a real life person. But Tito Perfect was his casting. name. Tito was his name in this movie. Everybody called him Tito. After he was leaving, he said, tell, tell Tito I said goodbye. That was his name. So, okay, cool. His name was Tito. But I'm telling you, when you hear it, if you, when you watch this movie, and I, I guess I'm guess not now because I'm talking about it, but... When you watch this movie, the way he says his name, the way you first are introduced to his, this character's name, it sounds like a slur. It does. It sounds like he just said the, the, the first black name he could think of, Tito, you know, <laughs> which is the blackest <laughs> name you can think of. You, <laughs> you know, you would, you know, but anyway, yeah, so that that's the that's like the weirdest part of this movie to me. That That's the probably the most aggravating part of this movie is to me is that even though that's the character's name the way he said it was a fucking slur i'm sorry it, it, yeah. it came off slur. it did yeah so yeah i didn't i didn't like that yeah um all right so you like the movie though right oh uh, yeah most definitely um again I, I i agree with you that that that's um that's one of that's one of that's got to be his uh most underrated film because um that was that was really good. It was good to see him uh um outside of like Home Alone and um you know those type of movies. So this was this was good. I enjoyed it. Especially considering he's only known for gangster films. I mean, this you know, this is what it is. Joe yeah, Pesci is yeah. for 
for psych- psychopathic, like, you know, look, like I said, Hollywood loves crazy white men. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's definitely played some psychopathic, uh, sadistic, murderous roles, you know, which are, you know, given to us in the nice little neat package of gangster roles. Mm-hmm. Gangster, gangster films, but you know he's played some pretty psychotic killers as a gangster, and he's known for that. Um, but he's had some decent roles though as an actor. You know yeah. he uh, he had a great role in Raging Bull, which is a classic. You know with Robert De Niro, uh, he played his brother in that movie. Um, like you said, the Home Alone shit. You know he was he was he was pretty legendary in that. Um, he's made some some dogs though, man. He's made some stinkers. Uh, I think some head in a duffel bag bullshit, you know. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I think he made some with Danny Glover, which was, you know, asshole. Um, that was the name yeah. of the movie? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> no, the movie was was asshole, but it was a horrible movie. I think the movie was called Gone Fishing, though, or some okay. shit. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, but it was it was bullshit, yeah. I was to say, how did they get away with that title? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um but yeah man uh but yeah joe pesci man uh this was i think this is one of his underrated movies this was actually a good movie it's a comedy supposed to be a comedy it's a dark comedy you it know is. dark racial yes. comedy yes but uh but um and going into that you know speaking of that i want to talk a little bit a little bit more about the story or the script mm-hmm. um some some people are recognizing this man. Uh, as far as talking about the acting, real quick though, let's wrap it up the acting. Uh, Ken, the Kenny Blank, Tito, I don't know whatever the the kid with the braids that was in Parenthood. You know, yeah. I think it was, I think his name was Michael in Parenthood, right? It wasn't one of my favorite shows, man. It wasn't one of my. I didn't really like that show anyway. Yeah. Um, it's a legendary actor, man. A dude that was like them old seventy exploitation films uh i don't know his name uh his, he played the preacher i forget his real name oh yeah uh, I know his real name but yeah he played the not the preacher i don't know if it's a preacher or there's a religious guy I think but, he's a religious guy yeah just a religious guy you yeah. know but and notice how he was just being demonic like the devil yeah the, you know uh, something some role he said some line he he, he put out there about uh when the dude the black dude <laughs> said he was praying for him or something and you know he said that's the you know he said something to, he blew him off basically mm-hmm. with, with what he said and the, the religious black dude you know told him uh oh that's just the devil talking or you know, me and the devil want you to leave me alone or some shit or we both want you to leave us alone just the venom that he 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 showed that dude, the, the who was a religious black dude you know i found that interesting yeah but anyway, that character, the dude who played uh, that religious black dude <laughs> in the movie, he is actually a legendary actor, man. You know, he, he goes way back. So I recognized him, you know, uh, and I didn't recognize pretty much anybody else. I think the, the Latino dude uh, who played uh, Big Louie, uh-huh. no, excuse me, not Big Louie, he played, uh, uh, what was his name in that movie? The, the, uh-huh. the, was it? Was, well, Paul, well, Paul Benjamin is the dude I was just talking about. I, I just found him looking for the other guy. Paul Benjamin, he's the legendary dude. I saw him. He's actually in. Uh, I like him in uh, Hulam. I don't know if you ever saw that Hulam with Lawrence Fishburne. No, no. Yeah, you he, know what? No, I did. I saw. I saw it years ago. 
being sold yeah, on TV. Had- He's in that one, yeah. He's, he's, I think his character's name was Whisper in that movie. I like that movie. That's how I recognize him, you know, from from that movie. Again, but uh, anyway, the dude who played uh, the Latino dude, Marlon, ends, Marlon, yeah, he yeah. ended up hustling him and all that. You know, I think I saw him around in a couple of TV shows. I think though. So, uh, but no, I, I pretty much uh, didn't really know anybody from this film. You know, it was pretty, uh, pretty much a Joe Pesci vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> with this one, yeah, uh, but it was you know it was it was uh it was decent acting. I mean it was 1991. It's a comedy, you know. Um, you're not going to really expect your actors to invest too much in a in a comedy where you know this is a Joe Pesci movie, you know. But the uh the, but the ones who actually served as the primary characters it was the little old lady, the black lady. I liked her role, and she's she's been around some stuff. I just don't know know what, but you know from what I looked at when I looked up the movie after I watched it. I know that she had been around for a while, so she was a pretty, uh, pretty established actress. But she held down a, a pretty interesting role. You know, she was kind of like his antagonist, I guess, mm-hmm. closest to an antagonist he had. She was an old black lady who lived in the building who bitched about her sink and the rat droppings and shit. And uh, no, that was a kinda... funny line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, if they pay rent, you know, those are you know those are rat droppings. No, right? he he. Um... She she said those are rap droppings, and he said, "How do you know?" <clears throat> I forgot what she said. He said, "Wow, you really know your shit." Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty pretty decent line, you know, pretty decent line. But I like to roll. Yeah, you know, I like to roll. Um, and the uh, you know, and the laughing anyway was hit pretty, when he pretty much laughed at his ass. Mm-hmm. You know, when his, when his car got stripped on, he he had a what was that a Ferrari or whatever? You know, he Corvette. Parked Corvette, yeah. That he pulled in the, you know, pulled up to the to the tenement build to the hood in and he gets stripped down and they pretty much see everything going on. You know they saw it. They know Oh yeah. And but they laughed at him about it. So that was funny. You know, I I like that. You know, but it was a I mean, you know, it's not you know, uh bend over or, you know, grab your stomach funny. Um you know, it's a light comedy, I would call it. It's a light comedy. So, you know, the, the dialogue is real light. So it's not a lot of acting you're going to see. Right. Not a lot of real significant acting you're going to see in nothing like this. But, um, you know, as, so as far as uh, the rest of the movie, you know, as far as like the ending, you know, and the parts of the movie that I really want to really discuss. Um, like I said, this movie really showed you, if, if I had to really kind of sum up some, some stuff that I would pay att- that I paid attention to or really stood out to me and kind of uh, got my attention with this movie was the hatred, you know, you know, the hatred, the racism. Um, that's that's really what stood out to me, particularly from the father, who yeah. was, a, like I said, a racist. Uh, yeah. Really, the whole damn family. He was you know, about like, to burn the, f- the building down. Yeah, which is, we want to get to that. You know, yeah. the ending, yeah. pretty much the ending. Um, that, that this dude was a maggot racist, you know, and he was breeding that shit. Yeah. <laughs> in in his son, who's a, who's a middle-aged guy. Like, Joe Pesci's not a young dude in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much a... So he pretty much is what his father is at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's pretty much like a middle-aged guy in this movie. He's given this apartment building. He's gifted this apartment building for his birthday. And he's ordered to, to pretty much ignore the needs, the basic needs of the people paying him and enriching him to live there. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all done from this racist... 
point of view, or, or I should say mindset, um, and, and just nature, I would yeah. say. Yeah. And, and um, it gets to the point where this man has to be basically imprisoned in this building just to get a taste of what they go through to, to get the little generosity that he gave them, you know? Right. And, um, you know, it, it was just, it was just an interesting observation, to, you know, of, of what, what they put and depicted in this movie. And, um, but, but I liked it. And like you said, it even got to the point as far as the ending and we can, we can just kind of uh, go into the ending a little bit. Um, so he's sentenced to, I think, 130 some days to stay in this building, and he begins to fix things. He he becomes uh, nowhere near compliance. <laughs> uh, he the closest I think the most generosity we saw, uh, he was getting that you know before the ending that we you just mentioned came up was he gave out some heaters. Uh, he came down and and partied with some with some black people. And some Latinos. He danced in a hot ass apartment with him. So he blessed did him the with that. Slide. Did all of that? Yeah. He attempted to. Yeah. He attempted. That man did nothing close to the electric slide, no, really. No, not really. In that movie, but uh, he attempted to. You know, uh, what else? I'm trying to pick out the good he did. You know, before he saved him from dying. Basically. Yeah. So what? What? He basically uh, treated them like humans. He acknowledged their humanity. He played basketball yeah. with them. He, he played. Got, oh yeah. He got the oh most, my god. You know, even though I okay, well that's the exercise. He was he was he was he say they say he can get exercise. So he played basketball with the local the local black people. You know, well actually he got hustled. Yeah. In the process, because they made him look like he was Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, which but pissed he, but me he, off. But the, but the only reason why he even did that. To an extent, was because uh, there was a little bit of money involved. I right. think, you know, so the generosity is a little bit tainted. I think when you start betting money, mm-hmm. so you know, he never really gave them anything, but again, an opportunity to, to take his money, uh, which they did. So mm-hmm. you know, Marlon hustled them with that. Marlon hustled them with uh, the car game. You know, he he played a car game, you know, a street corner game. You know, we're just trying to acknowledge what, what he did before he saved their life, you know, mm-hmm. but essentially his father um, decided that he was uh, going to get his son out of, the, out of the apartment and, you know, he didn't want him to, to serve the whole 100, 135 days or whatever, whatever the sentence was. It was a bunch of days. His, uh, the father didn't want him to serve that sentence, apparently. Um, he did definitely did not want him to fix anything. He did not want him to comply with anything to stay out of jail. He even at the threat of jail, mm-hmm. he still did not want his son to to fix or give the, the the people in that building anything, any kind of improvements to their home, to their apartment. So what he decides to do is his idea is to hire somebody to uh, to go to the top of the roof and set the building on fire. But before he does that. He makes sure he smuggles his son out of the building. So he goes and so before that, he's, we see him smuggle, go and rush his son up in the middle of the night, sneak him out of the building, tell him he worked out a deal with the court. That's what he tells him to get him out of the house. He works up a deal, uh, works out a deal with the court. Uh, he gave the uh, hard-ass uh, district attorney lady or whatever is that what she is or 
uh, the uh, prosecutor yeah. on behalf of the city. Um, he, the father lies and says that he gave her a piece of his mind and got him out, uh, rushes him out of the building. But uh, the ultimate plan for him is to set the roof on fire, which could possibly kill, burn the whole damn building down. Um, the only reason why we find this out <laughs> is because the whole time Joe Pesci was trying to fuck the, the, the prosecutor. I mean, that was, you know, from the time he met her, the prosecutor approached him at his Corvette when he was scamming the people out of the rent, you know, pretty much blood sucking the rent out of the, the tenants. He was, he, you know, earlier in the film, this is earlier in the film, he, he leaves the, the building, he goes to his car, he's, he sees this lady standing in front of the car, which ends up being the, I'm just gonna call her the prosecutor on behalf of the city. Right. Uh, that that's uh, actually uh, finding him and penalizing him and citing him for all of the repairs and all the violations on the building, and he's trying to fuck her the whole time, and throughout the whole movie she's pretty much uh, I don't know I, I think that you know in today's setting she would have been a little bit more uh, matter of fact that she wasn't cool with him calling her you know and, mm -hmm. I mean if you were okay if you were sentenced. You know that was that was kind of a a, a throw it off part of the movie too. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know you're rich and all, but you know it's highly inappropriate for you to just be able to call the damn. I mean, I know you're trying to fix shit and you're talking about you're trying to make the building right, but I don't think you know you could just pick up the phone and call the damn prosecutor who's prosecuting your ass. <laughs> the city of New York, you know, and, yeah. and hey, you know, I'm trying to screw you and. What's up? You know, and you know, uh, you know. What's up? You know, you know. Come warm me up and lay on my body naked. I mean, this dude was really going in. He was on some like man. This woman is prosecuting your ass. What the fuck? And, and and for her to be prosecuting his ass, she almost. I don't. To me, it just looked odd that she wasn't taking it as serious. Yes, as it should have been. So that that's a that's a. And I'm just really kind of realizing that as I talk to you, honestly. Yeah. That you know she was not at all matter of fact. That she wasn't cool with this dude. That's damn near. He he made a dick joke. Yeah. He made a dick joke to yeah. the prosecutor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really wasn't even a, it wasn't even a joke. Was it a no. joke? He I, just I, talked about his dick. He I, just brought up his dick. I think he said it jokingly. But it wasn't a but joke. Yeah, but he clearly, but he was clearly, clearly talking about his dick. Yeah, almost definitely. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know, I don't not know, jokingly, you know, playfully. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that so anyway, my point in saying all that is that she's now in the movie. She's supposed to be like the one holding him accountable, right? For 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 fixing this shit and you know pretty much making sure your ass is in jail. Like she's pretty much the pro the the officer, mm -hmm. you know, over this particular prisoner in this jail situation. So anyway, I, you know that's pretty much tells you who this character who he was talking about. Mm -hmm. And how he found out, he even, or how he even realized that his father was about to burn this building. The father uh, says, "I talked to her today." He adds, because he adds, he gets in the car, he smuggles, she smuggles him in the car. After he does a jig, you know, he does a jig as mm -hmm. he's before, you know, which is even more disturbing in this movie is that as he's getting smuggled out of the building, the old black lady sees him getting smuggled out of the building by his dad. He he does a jig. For her, for her, 
dances a jig, tells him to tells her to tell Tito goodbye. And, you know, he gets in the car with his dad. And he thinks he's going home, scot-free, everything's good. Pop fixed it. And he asks, how did you fix it? And he lies. He finds out his pop is lying. Because his pop says, well, I talked to, you know, whoever the DA uh, is, prosecutor. I talked to her in the office today. Gave her a piece of my mind. Talked to her today. I got you out. Louis knows his dad is lying to him because he's just on the phone trying to fuck the DA, or the prosecutor, rather. And she told him, uh, you know, I can't go out with you. I can't come over and screw you or whatever because, you know, I haven't been in the office all day. You know, I was working on a case, haven't been in the office all day, and I'm tired. So he knows his pop is lying to him. Mm -hmm. So he proceeds to hit the brakes on the Cadillac as his dad was fleeing him from uh, the, the, the ghetto. And <laughs> he says, uh, oh, yeah, it's, he, he, had, he confesses, pop confesses that it's just a small fire uh, that I'm about to start on the roof to get you out of there. And you're going to be gone when this fire uh, happens at this uh, at this apartment building, which would have got his son in, in a shitload of more trouble and just doesn't scream suspicion that right. he's gone away from the damn apartment while it's burning to the ground or while the roof is on fire or whatever the fuck. And, and he was seen leaving. So, mm -hmm. you know, all this shit is just kind of a clusterfuck uh, of an ending a little bit. But this is what happens, though. You know, he discovers that Dad is about to uh, to burn the building down and kill all the black people. So let me run up here and and see what's going on. He cusses out the dude and threatens to kill his ass and throw him off the building if he does not stop uh, with his his plans to start a fire on this building, on these people's roof. And uh, there come the whole building. They see this shit show going down. The whole building, all the residents come out on, on roof, the roof. They threaten to kick his ass as well. And Louis bucks his father in front of all the black people and the Latinos in the cold on the roof before this dude burns it down. He cusses his father out <laughs> and tells him, you're not going to kill these people. These are people. These are humans. I mean, I think that's really what he's telling Pop, these are human beings. Yeah. These, I mean, he, 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 he pleased the humanity. Of, of the black and the brown people on the roof and saves them from, from this man who's going to set it on fire and, and, and proclaims the humanity of these people to his father, which for some reason at that moment he understood. <laughs> the father <laughs> in silence was possibly penetrated. And yes, these are people. These are black people. And these are Latino people. And you've embarrassed me in front of them, but, I, but I'm going to leave. And I'm not going to kill them. And you stood up to me and showed me that, yes, these, <laughs> these are people. They deserve to live. They don't deserve to be burned to the ground in their miserable ghetto. <laughs> they deserve to live. Yes, son, you're right. God damn it. And they hugged it out like father and son in the ghetto. That's cinema, Derek. That's cinema, man. <laughs> Who don't love the movies? Watch a damn movie, man. Watch a damn movie. <laughs> you get old racist motherfuckers who find racial sympathy and empathy 
God. You don't kill black people on the roof. He said, no, father, these are humans. And they hugged it out. And he told me, if there's anything you need to help these niggas, let me know. <laughs> let me know, son. You have showed me the way and we're going to help these niggas. Help with whatever I can do. I will not burn them down to the ground. And he leaves his son in the ghetto. You still there, D? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay. Because I'm getting to the climax of this shit, man. He leaves. He leaves his son there in the ghetto. And he toughs it out, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he gives these black people heat and water. <laughs> and he gets rid of the rats. <laughs> and you know what he does after he does that? Uh, oh, he paints it too. And yeah, they paints, have electricity. And they have electricity and they have a light outside <laughs> the building that works. It actually works. And all the blacks are happy, and all the Latinos are happy. <laughs> and he did it. He got it cold. He, he did it. And you know what he does after that? You know what he does there? <laughs> he gets his shit, and he goes right back home. <laughs> That's what he does. He gets his Louis bags. You know he went in that motherfucker with Louis luggage. <coughs> luggage, right? He yeah, went in there with yeah. Louis luggage. He went in there with his boom box. Even though the shit he wasn't supposed to take. But he risked that shit. He risked jail for his boom box and his Louis luggage. He took it to the ghetto. He gave he gave Tito some words of advice. And he a bicycle. And a bike. <laughs> and that's right. He gave Tito a bike. So he tells him, you know, don't tell these niggas I gave you no bike. <laughs> you know. Can't, that, can't, can't forget that now. This is, a, this is an anonymous bike. You know, so he gives it, he gives him a bike. He hops in his uh, they or he they they give him or allow him to 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 to, to believe that you know they, they fixed his car and shit. Um which you know that was you know, I guess in 1991 that was funny, a pretty funny ending, but looking at it now it was it was just okay. Yeah. But uh, anyway, as he's leaving with his Louis luggage, he's getting the fuck on. You know, he he does good to the, by the people, and he's going back home. And as he's leaving, they make him feel like, you know, hey, here's your car. Because his car was stripped down to bullshit, to nothing, earlier in the film. And that was the running gag of the film, the car that was stripped down to nothing, that had the alarm that would go <laughs> off and shit. You know, yeah. okay, you know, okay. But, um... Anyway, he, by the time he leaves, uh, there's a brand new Corvette right there with all the original parts and whoop-de-woo, and, you know, he hops in it, and he drives off. And come to find out that, you know, it wasn't his car, but in fact, they allowed him to steal a black man's car and and go home, you know. So that was, that was the end, you know. Like I said, it's not required viewing, but it's... <laughs> It's a, it's a, you know, it's it's an interesting movie to watch. I know that's a, a pretty, you know, lowbrow term to use when talking about movies. Interesting, but you know, that's what I do. That's 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 that. I'm comfortable with that. You know, yeah. there, there's a, there's an interest in this movie that I found that I feel like uh, somebody else would find, and I think they address some pretty rabid racism. They did, <laughs> and they did some interesting things with it. Um, and but you know, as far as the bullshit ending, uh, 
you know, that's Hollywood. That's what they give you. I mean, they don't give a fuck about racism. They don't give a fuck about, you know, the, the real genuine condition of black people that live in those conditions right now, every day, mm -hmm. um, which there really is no comedy in, you know, and, you know, black people really deal with, with life-threatening winters, you know, cold, you know, miserable cold experiences, uh, having to live with rodents and, you know, that shit's real, you know? And I just find it interesting how this movie draws attention to that and it shows you the callous nature of people, that the, 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 the carnival approach uh, certain people can have to those conditions and to people who live in, in situations like that, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with that. It, it was just interesting. So for that alone, I think it's worth watching. Um, but yeah, man, yeah, Tito and uh, Stanley. That's that's pretty much the movie. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much what you're gonna get out of this. You yep. know, uh, Joe Pesci befriends a little Negro boy. How about and, that? <laughs> and, <laughs> in 1991, you know, that's the super. <laughs> you know, that, that's. That's what you get in this one. And uh, I enjoyed it, man. Fuck that. Shit, I, I found the movie enjoyable. Um, it, it wasn't a waste of time uh, to watch. Like you say, it's short. It's not really like anything that, that takes up any type of uh, real intellectual capital to watch. You know, yeah. it's, 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 deep. it's a good movie, man. I recommend it. Yeah. I recommend it. Check yeah, it out. I think it's good, too. Anything else you got on that one? Man? I have nothing else to say. <laughs> How long do you think we can do this shit, right? Before somebody sends us a message saying how how much we pissed them off. How, how long? I want to um, put a wager. <clears throat> hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to bet by the end of 2020, <laughs> <laughs> someone someone will be pissed off royally. <laughs> Okay, so you say in November? Uh, yeah. November? Let's yeah. Yeah. Well, how about how about Christmas? Let's let's say Christmas. That's that's a that's a gift we open is a hey, mail. Man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you motherfuckers are sick. <laughs> well, actually I'm the motherfucker cuz you're pretty cool, man. Like you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the motherfucker out of people. Inspired hate mail. So, anyway, man. No Chase Film Society. Oh, uh, the podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in. Please come back for another one. <laughs> man, what's you, what's you, you pick this one. You pick the movie. How about that? You pick it. Maybe we'll get more, more sanitized shit. If you pick <laughs> come on, bro. Pick it. You got it. Oh, God. Oh, man. Um... Well, I'm I'm battling between two that I want to see, but have you ever? I, I never pronounced this movie properly. Um, have you ever seen that movie Capote or Capote? I'm not sure how to say. Is it Capote? Uh, yeah, you talking about with uh Seymour, Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah, I saw it, but I didn't see it. I I tried to see it, and I think it uh, I think it dozed me off. Okay. Uh, but I'm willing to give it another try, man. Okay. 
Either that or cool. us. Oh, either one. Okay, well, okay, y'all got a, uh, a surprise there. So yeah. the next one will be uh, one of two, either one of two. Yeah. Uh, Capote, which I think that's what it is, Capote or Capote. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think he got an Academy Award for that. I think so. Yeah, and um, or us, which is uh, Lupita, Lupita Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, y'all look for one of those for the next one, which will be episode eight or seven or whatever. You know, y'all know that <laughs> we do at this point what the episode is. So, the next episode, either us or uh, Capote, and uh, we'll see y'all on another one, man. So until then, yeah, watch a damn movie, man. All right. No Chase Films Society.